Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Thrown by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. Then Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 sawing, bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. And anything I got is not a rental. I own them all. Welcome in to the Hot Corner for It Must Be a Wednesday, my friends. It is? It must be. I hope so. I hope so. I, I woke up this morning and didn't quite know what was going on. <laughs> uh, so it's it's quite nice to know that today is a Wednesday. It got me back on track. I woke up this morning going, huh, I feel a lot better than I thought I would. And then I stood up. Yeah. And I went, Nope. I lied in bed. I feel awful. I I woke up this morning at about 8.30. Okay. Which is a, a, about the average time I wake up. No, I think I woke up at 7. That's but the then, average time I wake up, but 7 then, But then fell back asleep. Okay. And then I woke up like I'm up at 8.30, which is a total normal time for me. Uh, But uh, that was with, you know, almost eight and a half, nine hours of sleep almost. There you and, go. And uh, I was excited to see that I was still alive. Yeah. I We I, did it, Mike. We did do it. We did it. Ten beers and Jameson shot later. I think I had three of those. Yeah. That, that's why you, you were way worse than I was. I was bad. And by the way, this is super insidey. But yeah. We went to Oregon Beer Awards last night. That's why I was off primetime yesterday. Uh, that was where we were yesterday, and we had a blast. It's it lit. was it was a great time. It was lit. It's lit. It's lit. Travis Scott. It was so lit. It was so lit. Yes. Huh. We had a good time though. It was a very good time. Met a lot of cool people. Had a lot of good beer. Had too much good beer. Well, no, I had just enough good beer, but I'm regretting it today. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. Man up. Well, uh, it was fun, but the the hangover I was warned by you about the hangover mm-hmm. the next day and the hangover is real. I did it didn't fully go away until about five o'clock today. 
if if you guys want to know more about what we're talking about, tune in to the Beers on Us podcast that will drop tomorrow. We'll do our Oregon Beer Awards podcast tomorrow, uh, and that will be great. I'm really looking forward to doing it. I'm glad we didn't do it today because I probably – we were going to record today. Because you wanted to do it in the – Full hungover state that we were in, which was full. But that full state was just too much. Well, also, it was icy in the morning. And at least for me, seriously, like, it was really bad by my house this morning. It didn't really clear off the roads until probably about 11 or noon. And I'm not sure we would have been able to do that. So, But in hindsight, as we look back on it, a little preview for, for those that don't listen to the podcast. You should. It's called Beers on Us. You can get it anywhere. iTunes, Google Play, Radio.com. It's lit. Um, did you have a good time? Yes. Awesome. I did. It was a lot of fun. It helped that we did well. Well, of course. We but, did quite well last night. But like for me, the awards were kind of the secondary part. Like I, I really enjoyed meeting people and, and doing all that. I think most of us agree with you. Right. So it was the award show was cool and it felt in, insidery and it was interesting and all that kind of stuff. But all the other stuff, feeling, finding out truly the community of craft beer in, in Portland or Oregon in general, I should say. Although a lot of people got stuck in snow and didn't make it. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, seeing that in a large group where I've seen it in small bursts here and there was really, really cool. We love each other. Yeah, for the we most are, part. We are big fans of each other. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Hi, Joe. Joe Fisher behind the glass tonight, as always. How are you, Bella? I'm doing good. You might have some heavy lifting today, Joe. Yeah, we might need a little help here. We got fair foul at 830, correct? You know, I'm actually uh, con- concocting one right now. Awesome. Instead of at uh, like 815 or 820. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting. Feel free to make that two segments if you'd like. <laughs> oh, wow, an extended <laughs> version. Well, uh, we got a preview tonight of a division, don't we? Yes. Yes, we're going to do National League West at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. That is, that which has now plan. become a little more interesting. And that's, the, hey, that, so segment there, done. Okay. You got yep. this segment right here. I mean, we're halfway through it, but I mean, you know what we got to do here. And then you got fair or foul. What so, does I mean, that mean? Well, it's you know segment. what we got to do here. Yeah, it's opening he, segment. You like, know what you got to do. I know do. you guys are really lazy. I mean, so of the six segments you have to do tonight, you know four are covered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have eight. No, oh, yeah, is it eight? Know, yeah, it is eight. Math, well, seven so. left. Well, intro and outro, I don't count. So yeah, they're six. just. So, yeah. See, exactly. So you got six, fair or foul, <laughs> the preview. You're really looking at four here. You guys no, are fine. Preview right? will be two. Right. Fair foul. Unless we one. give Joe two fourth segments. Yeah, and that's I don't. I we're don't really think that's looking at. We're really looking <laughs> Joe's at. Joe's over here like you guys are so late. Do you want two segments, Joe? <laughs> nah, all I'm we, good. <laughs> all we got to do right now is get through the seven o'clock hour. Then we're home free. <laughs> that's all we have to do. I suppose. Yes. Oh, hey, but I mean, we had another huge contract signed this week, we and did. it is of one of the favorite players on this show. So I think that will take care of another segment. You know what? I think I'm going to go checking ahead the and boxes say tonight, fellas. He is the favorite player of this show. Probably. He is the hot corners favorite player. He is the MVP of the hot corner. He or she. I don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> You know, and it's 2019, right? We're we're inclusive here. Yes, there's I mean, also a nice, a little extra addition to why it's cool that he's the MVP of the hot corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, uh, like I said, we're just getting these segments crossed off here. I mean, we're good, you guys. Tonight's gonna Patrick be easy. has a hot take about something that Primetime talked about. I'm I, very curious what it is. I do. Me too. I do. Um, I am just glad that I'm here right now because I did not go to work today. Yeah. Yeah, I opted to not go to work today. 
I mean, I'm assuming a lot of people who were at the awards yesterday opted to not go to well, work today. Uh, no, no. Everyone, no. everyone at the brewery went to work this morning. A lot of them had to be there at like 7. <laughs> so you're the... You're the one, and they're like, really? I know. I'm the a-hole. Really? I, I, wow. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. And if my bosses are listening out there, I promise you I worked from home. I answered emails. I was available all day to make sure everything was all right. Except for that nice afternoon nap. You, you just did not. I did not take the nap. Oh, okay. Yeah, I opted against the nap. I just did not. Uh, I didn't sit on tasting panel today. I did not make a physical appearance. However, my job was done. So if anybody's curious... Out there. That was a good boy. Right. Kind of. I mean, you didn't go to work, so. I did not <laughs> go to there's work. There's a today. limit to how, how many good boy points I you're going to get for I that. I just couldn't. I had this <laughs> moment where I was sitting there. I had some lunch today at uh, at a favorite place of mine, Cerveza, on Killingsworth. My, my truck was parked right outside, so I had to walk down there and thought, hey, might as well have lunch. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know what? I am going to go to work today. And then about 30 minutes later, I said, you know what? No. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Not I doing can't it. do it. Not doing it. I can't do it. So I got on the phone. I sent out a bunch of text messages, you know, making sure everything was handled while I wasn't there and, you know, answered some other email, blah, 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 blah. We good. I hope so. I mean, I hope. You'll find out tomorrow. I'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> I'll find out tomorrow. But I don't have to go to, I got to work at another spot tomorrow. That's true. Yeah, so it's like. Wednesday's a, a tricky day to take off. You'll find out Saturday. Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm all right. Everything's exploded. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to go down there in the morning. Oh, okay. There you go. Because I feel like... Double shifted to make up for it. Because I feel like such hot garbage today, I'm going to go down to uh, the brewery tomorrow and do some work, and then I'm going to record the podcast with you. Correct. And then I'm going to go do my Thursday night job. There you go. Tomorrow's going to be a long day. Yeah. Well, today you had no day, so. And last night I passed out at midnight, so it's going to be easy to pass out at 1030 tonight. Yeah. Well, maybe. Oh, no, it'll be easy. <laughs> it'll be easy. When you feel like garbage, it'll be easy. Oh, golly dogly. Well, we got a cool show ahead for you guys. Like we said, at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to do the National League West. And we totally care about it. Trust us. <laughs> and we're going to do the National League West at 8 o'clock and talk about the future of that division, which has been very spicy. And there's even new news in that division, which we'll probably touch on in the 7 o'clock hour. There's fair or foul at 7.30, or 8.30, excuse me, as we always do. Uh, you can always find us on social medias. You can find Mike at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, Joe Fish, Joe Fisher uh, on Twitter at JoeFish3, that's F-I-S-C-H. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. There's always the Better You Today text line, 55305. Hit that bad boy up, lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. Harass us. We love it. When we come back, what should we do? The fan favorite? No. The MVP of this show? Can we start with your hot take about you what we want to do talk? my hot take? Well, I'm I'm fascinated, and honestly, I, I want to know. Okay. Because it could turn into multiple segments because it sounds hot takey passionate okay so let's go the kids on prime time today we're talking about a pitch clock and all that kind of stuff and and increasing runs and getting and getting more eyes on baseball and i've got an idea about that we'll do that next this is portland sports leader 1080 the fan
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Little JT for you there. It's 717. This is Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. You know, I was listening to primetime earlier today, and you guys were talking about baseball. Yeah, we're getting to that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, nothing's going on. What do we do? What do we do? Oh, I guess we talk about baseball. Sorry, that's me being me being a jerk. Uh, wow. But you guys were ta- you guys were talking about uh, the pitch clock, things we have discussed on this show, and speeding up the game, but also trying to find ways to get more viewers, more love. To, yeah. to baseball, correct? Right. And the, the general conversation was Major League Baseball is trying to use the three pitcher or three batter rule for a pitcher yeah. as a, a bargaining chip to get the pitch clock through or something. Or or it's almost like a threat. Like, if you don't do the pitch clock, we'll do this anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so there's not commercial breaks three times in the seventh inning because of a lefty specialist, blah, 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 blah. Right. Although... We both, when we first brought this up on the show, said we did not like that idea because it changes too much about the way bullpens are handled. And I remember, I think it was Souk told you to take off your purest hat. Yes. And you were like, okay, I'll take off my purest hat and I will just tell you blah, blah, blah. There are a couple things I learned from that. Well, I didn't learn things I've always known. There are a couple issues with that, my friend. And I suppose say that so derisively. Well, I don't know. You might not be my friend after this. No, you probably will. What? <laughs> I'm scared. There's a big thing about this. Okay, what's the number one? What's the number one? Com- First of all, baseball is a three billion dollar industry. Sure. Okay. The NBA is a one billion dollar industry, and the NFL is a nine, probably higher. From 2018, it's probably more like an 11 or something like that. But baseball in 2018 was a $3 billion industry, and the NBA was a $1 billion. Okay. So in theory, baseball, more popular than the NBA. It's not my point, but I'm just using it for context. What's the number one complaint about baseball? It's too slow. It's too slow. Yes. Games take too long. Takes too long. Games take too long. I don't want to watch a baseball game that long. It takes too long. So I understand. The pitching change and stuff, you know, like, yeah, it goes to a commercial break. It takes more time. Seventh, eighth, ninth, especially in playoff games, take forever. You know, the first part of the game might last two hours and then two hours for six innings. And then the last three innings take an hour and a half, two hours. Okay, I get that. So let me ask you. Souk was saying this. And I think Rob backed it. And I think even you did to an extent. I'm not calling you out by any means. I'm just saying more runs equals more viewership, right? Lead oh, changes. Right. I did not agree with that. But, yes. But, but lead changes and stuff like that is going to get more eyes because who knows who's going to win at the end of this game. Right. Do people realize that lead changes and scoring more runs will make this game longer? It will absolutely make this game longer. That's a great point. And if the number one problem, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes, of baseball is that it takes too long, you now want to change the rules to make it longer? I'm confused by that. Uh, Well, I think that's a great point, and it's 
they weren't looking at it to the to the time in that sense. They were looking because at they're it. not because they're not baseball guys. Well, they, I, mean, I love those dudes to death. No, and they are, I, I don't they mean are, it as a shot. They are baseball guys. Though. But I'm saying though, when you start tinkering with games, as we've seen in the NFL, we want more instant replay. We want we want more more uh, protection for the offense. We want more offense. More points equals more viewership. More points in any sport equals longer length of game. I mean, look at the NFL and college football. Really long games. And if you want to add that to Major League Baseball, you are now making a game that you already feel is too long, even though it's shorter. The average MLB game in 2018 was two hours and 57 minutes, something around there. And you want... That's not bad. That's not bad at all, but the average NFL game? Four? Well, it's probably not four. 345? Maybe. Three and a half? What's the biggest complaint about the NFL right now? Too many commercials. Too many non-watching the game. That's what you'll get in Major League Baseball. If you lower the mound, if you do all these kind of things to make baseball more high-scoring. Baseball is like soccer. Sometimes low-scoring is still a great game. Well, it's a great point, although I do think that in many sports... People don't care about how long the game is going if there's points being scored. There's, it, It's almost like that care goes away because it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's happening? Look at all these things happening. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it, it becomes this really, like, exciting thing for people. Like, I don't think – I always use this game as an example, but I don't think that Chiefs-Rams Monday Night Football game, the 55-52 or whatever the final score was, I don't think one person watched that game went, man, this is taking too long, Right. I don't think anybody said that. But did anybody ever think that that game itself took too long in the first place? Oh, football in general? I mean, yeah, I think people think that, but it's not as big of a push as there is in baseball. That's kind of what I'm saying about baseball, is baseball has this overlying ideal behind it that, yeah, it just takes forever. This is going to make it take longer. Yeah, no, it's it's a great I'm, point. I'm not anti-pitch clock. Right. I'm not. I am pro trying to find ways to speed up the game of baseball. Now, something that I love about baseball is that it's casual. I, I do like that a lot. I like that I can throw a game on the TV and I can walk into the kitchen and, and do dishes for 20 minutes and come back out and check the score and do other chores. I love that about baseball. It's, it's kind of like a blue-collar working man's game. But I also agree that in today's society, in today's gimme, gimme now kind of atmosphere, to speed up the game. And I believe that. But if you want more scoring, you're going to slow it down. You think baseball is slow now? What if you lower the mound and every game is 9-7? That game's going to take four and a half hours every day. And I'm talking about games in July. I'm not even talking about games in the postseason. Games with... I'm talking about non non rivalry random interleague games are going to take yeah, four and a half hours. I'm, I'm, I'm talking Marlins, Marlins, uh, Reds, right. you know, and you're just like, this game is five hours long now. That's what concerns me. I think that's a little extreme five hours, but I get your point. It, it's making the point. It's 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 a good point. And I did not think about that during the conversation. And I should have. You're right. If and I've been on the show many years and I always say, I used to be a little bit more gung-ho about changing the sport. I'm kind of at the point now where I I understand certain things need to change. 
I love certain things about the game. I'm a purist, and I don't want them to change, but I understand that they do. I'm with you on that. Um, you have to be very careful with what you're picking and choosing. And I think that the best, and I think I've said this before, the best way to change a game for the better, if you're worried about the, the length of time or anything like that, is make changes that don't affect the game on the field. Right. Right. That's why I don't think you lower the mound. That's why I don't think you give a batter limit. But a pitch clock, what does that really do? It's not really affecting the game. It's just saying, hey, pitcher, you can't wander the mound for 10 minutes. Yeah, what's the idiot for the Dodgers that takes a minute and a half in between each pitches? He's a reliever for the Dodgers. We saw it in the postseason multiple years in a row. Oh, I don't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, whatever but... his name is. We don't care because we don't like him. <laughs> right. I don't remember his name, but it's it's a guy that – but there's guys like that all over the MLB – but that doesn't change the game on the field. It Correct. just changes the pitcher needs to be ready a little faster. That's all. Um, and it's not even that much because it's a 20-second clock. And if you've seen it in spring training, they've been doing it in spring training this year. If you've watched any spring training games yet, I've seen a couple. The pitchers tend to be done with like nine seconds still on the clock. They're in their, They stop the clock when they go set. So it starts when they receive the ball. Mm-hmm. They stop when they go set. And then they still have a couple seconds where they can kind of Yep. Take their time, step off if they need to, et cetera. Look at the pitch call, you know, see that, if they like the sign or not. That doesn't affect the game, whereas these other things I think do. And you have to be very careful with making changes for the benefit of the time of the game when you might make the game worse as a result of it. I don't know if it's necessarily making the game worse. Like, I will be honest, you know, you know me. And if you listen to this show, you know me. I'm pretty old school. I like baseball the way it is. It's a very it's a very big reason why this sport means so much to me is that it's a base set of principles and it has been this way for a long time. Would I like to see more home runs, more stolen bases, more RBIs? Yeah, without a doubt. But I also understand and I think what's the scariest part of that argument is if people want more that comes with a consequence. And sometimes the sometimes the benefit outweighs the consequence. And I'm totally okay with that. But I think there's a lot of people that want baseball to go into a certain direction, not understanding the consequences that that will create. And it will create consequences that are your fundamental flaws with the sport in general. This isn't me saying baseball's the greatest. I love baseball, but if you love basketball, if you love hockey, I don't care. Awesome. Love what you love. But if you want this sport to be better, you have to understand the consequences. And I think all these people that want to talk well, about... And better is subjective. And, and all these people that want to talk about how to make the game better are not understanding the consequences of it. And I think one final thought for this for me, and this is just what we said on the air uh, during primetime, and... One of Suk's points was, wouldn't more eyeballs come to the game if there were more runs being scored in the last three innings? And my first thought was, maybe in the beginning, but if you are then expecting there to be runs every time when you get to the seventh and eighth inning, the intrigue's kind of gone, right? Yeah. If you're going into you the become, seventh... You become the NBA. Like, why do I need to watch the NBA? I can just tune in the last five minutes. Right. It, I think one of the best things about the late inning baseball right now, and especially in close games, I mean, it's always in close games, is there's drama. Mm-hmm. I don't need there to be runs being scored. No. If there's runs being scored every inning, there's no drama. It's, right. 
Oh, here's two more runs. Up, oh, this team's in, in the lead now. Up oh, in the eighth inning, they'll probably score, right? Yeah, they scored a run. Oh, now, now they're back in the lead. So lead changes are exciting in some sports. I think that in baseball at the end, when you're hanging on the edge of the knife and it's a, a runner on first, two outs, and you need a home run to tie the game or a double to get that run in, it's that stress, that drama in that moment is the best thing about baseball, in my opinion, is it could all hinge on one thing and one pitch, one swing, one wild pitch, one stolen base, and you get rid of that if you're just scoring, 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 scoring. I couldn't agree with you more. I guess what I'm scared of is because of the pundits, the national people that want to talk about how to make baseball great and how to make it better and how to improve it. And this goes out to out to you guys listening on the radio right now, and I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not talking trash. And better you today, text line 55305 if you have an opinion. I'm just worried that those that want to make this game better, and it sounds terrible, and I don't mean it this way, but don't understand the game. You know what I mean? Because when you say, Mike, that the 3-2 game going into the 7th is just as dramatic if it ends at 3-2 yeah. and it doesn't have to end 6-7, I'm worried that those that don't understand it are going to push and eventually get the change to baseball, and it's going to ruin it. When you look in... Maybe not ruin it, it but won't hurt ruin it, it. But hurt it. You're looking at certain highlights in the playoffs. You're watching a quick highlight from one of those series. What was that Astros-Red Sox game? There was an Astros-Red Sox game that was unbelievable. And there was like six lead changes in a game. Yeah. And it was in the extra inning and in the later innings. And it was phenomenal baseball. I loved it. I think we were down at Growler guys watching. And we were just like, oh, my God, what is going on well, right now? And two years ago, Dodgers-Astros. They had that yeah. one World Series game it, that was back and forth. Exactly. It was great. But what el- what, what else is also great? What else is also great? <laughs> what's, also, what's also great? What's also great? Is... That moment where you see in the stands and those highlights and the fans have their like knit hats in their hands and they're biting them mm-hmm. and they all have their praying symbol up and they're rocking back and forth and the stress is palpable and it's a two run game and anything can change it. And that can be the same in the sixth, the seventh, the eighth and the ninth inning. It could be the same score in every inning. Okay. All right. Come on. You're up. Let's do it. Let's just get a guy on base. Let's go. You yep. Know, yep. That kind of, that kind of emotion. I think, I mean, maybe it's just a, a me thing and I, or there's a certain faction of baseball fans that feel this way. That is baseball. That right there, that feeling is why baseball is so addictive is because in every single game, you can get that attached to the ending to that game. And yeah, I like when there's lead changes. I like when there's high scoring games, they're fun, they're different. But to me, that is what's special about baseball. And I, I always prefer those games. Absolutely beautifully said. When we come back, we'll read your thoughts on the Better Use Today text line 55305. Keep them coming in. We got some good ones that I can't wait to read, and we'll do that next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I feel like you don't even have to touch it, to be honest with you. 
you gotta just you gotta clench your fist real tight and make sure it's popping out and you just BAM! We were talking earlier about, uh, I don't know, the future of baseball, I guess. I want to read some stuff from the uh, Better You Today text line 55305. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. One of, one of the texts that I really like is, but the younger generation needs stimulation. So scoring is needed in some sort of fashion. I agree. I agree with that text. I just don't want it to hurt the game. We all want to see more scores. Like, you and I you and I are soccer lovers. Yeah. You know, and we're okay watching a 0-0 game if it's if it's good. Yep. You know, I'm okay with a 1-0 game. I don't need to see 5-4. But I do agree that it is nice to see goals. It is nice to see home runs. It's tough because a lot of my argument in the last segment about baseball is one of, is one of the main reasons I love soccer is because again, for a lot of that game, depending on the game, if it's lower scoring or if it's close, everything matters. Mm-hmm. Everything could be the next goal or the next opportunity or the next chance at net. And to me, and I guess, and I'm young, right? I am a millennial. That is my generation. And I agree that we as a generation tend to need more stimulation to be interested in things. Constant looking at our phones constantly flipping back and forth in the TV. Right. Always, you're kind of... What's new? What's now? You're kind of ADD in what you're doing, for lack of a better term. I don't I don't want to say that in terms of, like, having people think I'm speaking bad about the disease or anything. No, just you're constantly changing what you're doing. Right. And, but, and maybe this is the old soul in me or just the sports lover in me. In In a lot of sports, to me, the stimulation doesn't just have to be the baskets and the goals and the, and the runs. What I was talking about last segment and what it happens in soccer quite frequently is stimulation mm-hmm. because in fact, it's almost an overload for me because it's everything matters. Every single touch of the ball, every single pitch matters. And that's stimulation. Whereas in the NBA, I love the NBA. I love basketball. Every shot doesn't matter. No, nope. every possession doesn't matter. Nope. I mean, you can at the end of the game say, "Oh, I couldn't believe that they missed this bunny layup and we lost the game because of that." No, you didn't. As long as you don't turn the ball over, a punt is okay. Yeah, and that's not the case, in my opinion, in baseball or soccer and or, or other things. So, to me, you're watching basketball. If you think scoring is stimulation, you lose that, right? Mm-hmm. You have too much of that, and you become numb to it. Whereas. In other sports that are a little lower scoring, you can include hockey in this too, although hockey's goals have skyrocketed this year. Um, when you're waiting, and it's like it's it's this weird feeling you you get of this this intensity of just waiting for it. And to me, that's stimulating. Because I'm you're thinking about it, you're going, Oh, they could do this and then this and then this and then this, and that'll lead them to get some more runs, or that'll lead them to score a goal. And it 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 keeps your brain active where if you if you just watch the Blazer Celtics game. It's a good game. Second quarter, Blazers were up by nine. Neither team scored 100. Right? And you're just looking at it, and you're like, oh, Kyrie Irving, nice move on the inside. Blazers didn't really play defense on that one. Damian Lillard charges back, gets a layup, and it's you you know what's happening. Right. It's predictable. Right. So, I don't know. I, I get the argument, and I do agree that the younger generations need stimulation, but I don't think scoring necessarily is that stimulation. 
I agree. And then there's the counter side to this, which actually probably lines up with my views on this game and how and a, and a great view onto why I love this game is this text right here on the Better You Today text line five five three zero five. The people that understand the game can see that every single pitch is important. Every pitch can change the momentum of the game. Speeding it up is starting the path of dumbing it down. And that, to me, is the truth. That, to me, is exactly what we're talking about. Is that, or what I'm talking about, I should say, is that I am all for trying to make this game better. I am all for it. Sure, I can be curmudgeon. I can be old school. I like it the way I like it. But if we want to improve the game, let's not make the game worse. Do you think the NBA is better for the changes they've made? Do you think the NFL is better for the changes they've made? In some senses, yes. But uh, in other senses, no. Exactly. And I there's f- always a give and take, is what you're saying. And and yeah, exactly. And I fear that by changing some of this stuff, it's going to have more negative consequences than positive consequences. This text just came in. I hate how people compare soccer to baseball. In soccer, it's nonstop action. In baseball, on a back can take up to four minutes. That's not true. It's because not true. In soccer, you. A, we'll have times where the def- defense is just passing around to each other, letting the, letting the team get set up. I mean, sure, the ball is moving, but that's non that's not nonstop action. Uh, there's a foul on the field, and a player is writhing around, and they have to bring someone up to check on them, and then they have a throw in, and the guy changes his mind, and someone else is going to do the throw in. And then, oh, there's a there's a corner kick, and you, the guy got to go wander out there, get the ball. It's Let's not talk nonstop. about stoppage time and stalling. Right. It's not nonstop action. It, it's the same as baseball, just in a, in different times. So yes, when the ball is in play, it's nonstop action. But there are things in the game that still take two to three minutes sometimes, just like in a back and take some time. And the texture says not every pitch matters. True, not literally every pitch matters. No, but in close games is what I'm talking about. Yes. When you're in tight games, every pitch matters. So it's it's a close enough comparison to me where I think it works, at least in terms of my argument of you want. You want the unknown. You want that intensity. I think, you know, and I'll, and I'll leave on this on this point, and then we'll move on to our favorite player on the show. Um, I will just say it just scares me and worries me when people are advocating to change this game that they don't understand this game. That's what scares me the most. If you are... Uh, what, what, what's, what's, what's the dude? Gosh, his name is blanking me right now. Um, Bill Polian. If you're Bill Polian, right? The former Colts GM. If you're him and you have ideas to change football, I'm going to listen to you. But if you're Bill Polian and you have ideas to change baseball, I'm not interested. Mm. I respect you. I think you're a smart guy and you probably watch baseball, but you're not a baseball guy. I just want us to make sure. That we think about this, that we look forward. Do you have the knowledge and the understanding of the game to actually advocate this? Then I'll listen. But if you don't, probably tune in you out. Fair? Fair? Fair. When we come back, fan favorite of this show gets a big fat contract. And I think I'm really excited about that. And we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. 
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I'm not going to lie, I got a little fired up about that. I got the passion in the blood. Well, good. Let's channel it into the show's favorite player. Oof. Oof. I'm ready. I'm in a happy mood. That made me feel good. At first, I was worried that it was going to put me in a bad spot, that I was going to be, like, angry. But no, 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 no. I, I feel good. I feel really good. Baseball's a passionate sport, and I'm passionate about that sport. So it's great. Do you see I, what? I'm a, I'm a little sad that some people, well, hell, a lot of people, don't feel the same way about baseball that we do. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but it, well, I, hey, I don't feel the same way about football that most of America does. Right. And I, you know, I, I'm willing I, to accept that. I'm not saying that in a way where, where I mean, oh, I wish more people cared about the sport. No, oh, no, no. why don't you like this sport? It's my favorite. But what I, I say that because I think when you get as deep into baseball as we do every year, it's so rewarding. There's something about it that it gives back to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it other than that. And like you can be a baseball fan and watch a couple of games a month and follow your team and follow along the box scores and stuff. And that's cool and, and awesome, and I'm glad that you're a baseball fan. But there's something missing in that to me. Yeah. And I don't. I, this is going to sound super like high thought, really philosophical, right? But – when you when you spend that journey, the 162 game journey, and you don't have to watch every single game, although I try to, when, when you spend that journey with your team and you watch all the other games throughout the week that are on national TV or whatever you get a chance to watch, it's different. It, it's a different feeling you have about that sport than you do as just a fan of your team. Like I would 100% profess my love for baseball. True, unadulterated love for the sport of baseball. Like having spring training on TV today, I was watching Rockies. I forget who the Rockies are playing, like Rockies Cubs or something, right? Those are not my teams. I watched Reds Mariners the other day. Right. It's February 27th. (laughs) Spring training has been going on for five days, and I was watching a Rockies spring training game. And I was sitting there going, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. This is my happy place. And this is just the beginning. It changes the way you view the entire summer. I don't know. It sounds it sounds all like mumbo jumbo-y, like hippie stuff, you know, but it's just how I feel about it. No, Mike, honestly, I'm right there with you because the other day I got a notification on my phone for a spring training game for the Orioles or something like that, and I was with someone, and I automatically said yes. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm starting to get baseball notifications again. Yep. And that means and it's, it's not spring. Machado was, Harper. Right. And I was like, and that means it's spring training. And that means the baseball season's almost here. And that makes me happy. And that it's means literally that what I said. Every day <laughs> from March 28th until October or, 31st or early November, really? I suppose, you will be able to watch baseball, except for like those two All Star game days. Right. You will be able to watch baseball every single day. I do I do want nice. to get, I do want to get to Nolan Arenado. I do. But I am gonna say this that might open a can. Baseball to me, and I think we see this the most in fantasy. Baseball is not a lazy man's sport. To follow baseball, to like baseball, to enjoy baseball takes work. It takes effort. Okay? 
It's like the fantasy argument that I always use. You play fantasy baseball? Oh, God, too much. And it's like, I know, because you want to wake up or you want to go to bed on Saturday and make sure you got all the all the right injury reports and make sure you set your fantasy football lineup perfectly for the next day. And I'm not hating on football or fantasy football by any means, but it's lazier. It's easier. It's easier. Okay, yeah. maybe lazier is not the right term. It's easier. To be a baseball fan, you got to work for it. Okay, I'm watching my Cleveland Indians. In 2016, we went to the World Series. Okay, so I'm watching 162 games. Then I'm watching three rounds of playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving every minute of it. And you also watch the other playoff series. And you also watch exactly. other regular season games. Exactly. So I probably watched in that year, let's say I watched the 180 games the Indians played that year. I probably watched another... 70, maybe even another 100 Mm -hmm. just because it's on. They're on TV. Yeah. To be a baseball fan takes time and effort. And to deny that, you don't understand the sport. And I guess if you wanted to make it go full circle with the conversation we were having, that could be why they're trying to get the more young people involved because it takes time and effort. And nowadays, nobody wants to take that much time and effort to do anything. Nobody wants to put time and effort. They want it to be fast. They want it to be easy. They want it to be instant. Baseball's not easy. It's not fast. It's not easy. It's not instant. It's a long season. There's a lot going on. But that's why I said that's when I opened the segment. It is so rewarding. And that's probably the reason why. Because when you put a lot of work into something and and you get something back from it, it's super rewarding, right? Um, It's kind of the same way in baseball. It's you... You watch a lot of games, and you learn a lot about a lot of players, mm-hmm. and you are super dug in and deep into the sport. And it just makes you happy. I have a strong belief that Kyler Murray is choosing football over baseball because of the work. There's no denying that football is a violent, excruciating sport. It doesn't have to start in the minor leagues in the NFL. It takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting hit by 350-pound men. There's no denying that the bot that the toll your body takes on by playing football is great. But in baseball, you gotta show up every day and play. Like in baseball, what's practice in baseball? There's it, not really practice. There's no practice. It's it's warm-up. You shag fly balls. If and... you have a day off, it's glorified warm-ups. Right. You know, okay, sure, yeah, you got to be in the gym. You got to do your stretches. You know, pitchers, of course, are are, are throwing simulations and stuff like that. But it's glorified practice. You got to play five times a week. We talking about practice, man. Yeah, practice. And and I think you know. And this is no offense to Kyler Murray, and I really like Kyler Murray, and I hope he does well in the NFL. But I wish he was in baseball. But for him to choose NFL over baseball just kind of makes me say it's the easy way. Yeah, it might. I mean, it might be. This text came in and it says the game needs casual fans too. I agree. This this specific topic is less about. How do you get more people into it? And it's yes. more, we're kind of just love festing yeah, on baseball cause, a little cause, bit. Yeah, because that's a whole different conversation about how to get people into right. the game. I, and I, it's related to it because it's what I'm talking about. But talking about that stuff made me feel all this like weird emotional energy about baseball, which is why I was like, hey, I just want to say this when we come in right. on the segment. So, yeah, of course, baseball needs casual fans, too. Every sport has casual fans. But I, I often wonder if the casual baseball fan 
is almost too casual where like you can be a casual NFL fan and you'll talk to someone like, Hey, do you watch the NFL? Yeah, I'm a casual fan. I'll watch a game every week, right? A game every week's kind of a, that's a good, good level of fandom. Yeah. Casual baseball fans like, yeah, if it's on, I'll throw it on in the background. Not really pay attention to it. It's What's a little, that? It's Two, a, three times a week? Or less, right? And to me, that's that's not really casual anymore. That's just kind of like, eh, it's an okay sport. Yeah, you know? that's like, I don't really like the NBA, but if I'm at a bar and the NBA's on TV, yeah, I'm in and out watching it. Right. That makes me, I guess, a casual NBA fan. No, it makes you less than that. Yeah. And that's kind of my point is NFL casual fan is still smart and knows about the sport and is still all about it. They just don't watch as much as diehard NFL fans. I feel like casual baseball fan kind of just comes and goes, and they're uh, they're kind of just in and out every once in a while. Oh yeah, go Mariners! I love Scott Service. You know, just whatever. And I, I feel like I would really like to meet someone that says <laughs> I love Scott Service. <laughs> I like him, but yeah, I know what you mean. So I, I, I just I wonder if casual baseball fan is too casual. I yeah. don't know. Well, just again, remember- this is a very deep, strange conversation, but- right? Just we'll leave on this note. Baseball is regional, as is college football. Do I really care who wins between Michigan and Ohio State? No. But I care if Wazoo wins because that's my team. And that's kind of how things are. Okay, we'll wrap that bad boy up and we'll put that to rest and maybe we'll visit that again. Uh, When we come back, we'll preview the National League West. We have Farrah Fowl at the bottom of the hour as well. So we'll do that. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 